Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Levy and Bell's Hot Tub, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Um, Jana is still <laughs> recovering from surgery, but she is with us tonight, so I'm going to try to do a little bit more talking than usual. <laughs> yeah, we're six days out. Doctor said it couldn't be done, but here we are. We're the Brett Favre of fantasy football. You are. You, we've, we're over 150 shows now. Jana hasn't missed one. I've missed several, much to my detriment, but uh, Jana is always here. Um, tonsil surgery can't keep her down. Hopefully she's armed with lots of uh, ice cream and other throat uh, soothers tonight so that we can make it through the show. I think show. we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to make it through. <laughs> we will make it through. So, again, um, I'm Scott Swainey, the Fantasy Football Sherpa. I have a website, fantasyfootballsherpa.com. You can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find Jana on Twitter at Jana, um, at, excuse me, at jkim16. Uh, you tell me. Yeah, uh, you got it. No, you got it. You're there. jkim16. And I, there's the Fantasy Football uh, Facebook page. And there's all sorts of ways for you to get in touch with us. So tonight we're going to come at you for an hour with our recommendations for week one. We'll talk about who's injured. We'll talk about who to pick up off the waiver wire. We'll break down the individual games. And most importantly, we'll take a look at our rankings of the top players by position, not only tell you who we like a lot, but maybe more importantly, tell you who we don't like so much this week. And of course, Jana and I never agree on anything. If you've listened to the show at all over nine years, you know that. (laughs) It's a very rare occurrence. So Hopefully, we don't get into too many heated arguments tonight, especially with Jana's voice being the way it is. But uh, let's just get Worth rolling and, Worth it. <laughs> and see where it goes. So yeah. why don't we start off with, uh, do you want anything you want to add before I uh, monopolize the airtime here, Jana? No, no. Just hang with me tonight. I'm, you know. 50% here. We're we're making it making it happen and I'm sure we're going to have some disagreements. I I feel like I'm already in mid-season form from my game picks this week, which I'm sure you're really going to enjoy. So I'm excited to get to those later. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll definitely save that and uh we'll we'll be uh, looking forward to that. So, injury-wise, just uh position starting with uh running backs. We've got uh Le'Veon Bell. Excuse me. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is still in the midst of uh, his holdout, he hasn't reported to camp yet. His teammates are, at least some of them are getting frustrated with him. That's not a good situation there. Yeah. Um, definitely someone you want to look for. Uh, you know, hopefully you didn't take him with the first pick in your draft because you might be missing him for a while, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see, too, what happens, uh, assuming that James Conner steps in there. You know, if you're Levy and Bell, I'm not sure what you root for. On the one hand, if Connor doesn't do well, that is more incentive for the Steelers to reach out to you. But really, they don't have to do anything. They've already uh, given him the franchise tender, and he has until week 10, I think, to sign that. So at this point, I don't think they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. So if he comes in, unfortunately, to put it in blunt terms, I think the Steelers are just going to put him through the meat grinder this year and just give him as many carries as he can possibly handle and then just spit him out at the end of the year and let someone else sign him to a long-term contract. So yeah, I'm not sure how you play that if you're Levy and Bell. It's probably not good for your long-term uh, 
career in health if you come in early. But on the other hand, you don't want to risk either that James Conner might turn into a real star and then the Steelers just, you know, you know, say, you know, we don't really need this guy and don't really make any effort to, you know, negotiate a longer-term contract. I mean, it sounds like they've already decided they're not going to do that, but this is the final year of the Levy and Bell show in Pittsburgh and that, uh, you know, he can either take or leave the, you know, the franchise tender that they've offered him. And as I said, he has until week 10 to sign that and he loses something like $850,000 for every week that he doesn't sign it. So, you know, the ball's really in his court. It must be nice for that to be like a drop in the bucket of life, you know? Yeah, it must be. I mean, I'm sure he's made a lot of money over his career and if he's, you know, saved it, invested it, you know, a good portion of it. I'm sure he doesn't need it to live on or anything. But again, you know, he's looking for that one last big score, that four or five year contract that's going to take him through the rest of his you know, useful NFL career there. I think he's 26 or 27 now. He's been in the league, I think, five or six years now. So, you know, he still has some productive years left, but, uh, if the Steelers put him through the meat grinder, you know, he's kind of in that catch-22. If they put him through the meat grinder, then, you know, he, you know, risks uh, jeopardizing his health. And if he, you know, doesn't come in, then, you know, in theory, you know, James Conner, you know, gets a lot more of his, you know, carries and jeopardizes his ability to negotiate a long-term contract. And so we'll see how that all play, plays out. So, other than Levy and Bill pulled out, we've got Jarek McKinnon out for the season for the 49ers with a torn ACL. So hopefully you didn't take him in your draft. But, um, you know, that's the situation with him. Green Bay's Aaron Jones is suspended for the first couple games of the season. Marlon Mack of Indianapolis has a hamstring injury. In terms of looking to replace those guys from the waiver wire, James Conner with Pittsburgh is a very popular pickup the last couple of days. And with good reason, San Francisco yeah. not quite sure what to recommend there with that situation with Jarek McKinnon out. Yeah, Matt Breida, Alfred Morris, both there. Alfred Morris has the history of being a featured back, but he's also 30 now and hasn't really been a featured back in a number of years. So I think if I had to take my pick between the two, I'm probably going uh, Matt Breida. What do you think, Jenna? Um. I'm probably leaning towards Matt Breida also. Just Alfred Morris has had some chances with a couple of teams to be the guy, and he never really stepped up, although this backfield feels like a mess. I I think we all know from last week how I'm not feeling very optimistic about the team as a whole, which we we had some different feelings on. But I I just – losing Jarek McKinnon was such a blow. They were so excited last week. He was back. He was looking good. And then a last play of practice, just the worst possible timing. Yeah. So moving on to look at some other situations, uh, some other running backs that uh, I think would be good um, waiver wire pickups. We've got C.J. Anderson with uh, Carolina. I'm still not convinced that Christian McCaffrey is going to be in every down back there this year. And C.J. Anderson had a thousand yards with Denver last year. So I think he's going to um, play a pretty big role there. Uh, Austin Eckler in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon's mm. not on the injury report, but he was dinged up earlier not this preseason. <laughs> so yeah, not yet. But um, so Austin Eckler might be a good uh, pickup if you're looking for some speculative running back uh, picks there. 
James White with New England, I think, is an interesting play, especially with Rex Burkhardt, um, you know, Rex Burkhead dinged up and uh, Mike Gillisley being cut last week. Uh, Corey Clement yeah. in Philadelphia, just JHI might not be 100%. They've got Darren Sproles back, but uh, and Wendell Smallwood is still there, but um, you know, I, I think Corey Clement is, is likely to have a bigger role this year for the Eagles. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan with Washington. I know Adrian Peterson's getting a lot of love now that he's signed there and is apparently their first choice for every down back, but uh, I'm not convinced that that's really going to go well. So um, we'll see. I mean, he had he started off really well with the Cardinals last year, Adrian Peterson did, and then kind of petered out or petersoned out, if you will. So not sure uh, how that's going to go. And then uh, Mike Gillisley with uh, New Orleans, with Mark Ingram out for the first four games on suspension. Someone, someone's yeah, got to fill that Mark Ingram role. Why not Mike Gillisley? There's definitely, there's definitely a, a role there. And Alvin Kamara, much as you know, everyone loves him, you know, I, I think there's definitely room for a, a second uh, running back to, to play a role there. So, Moving on to wide receiver injuries and waiver wires, um, pickups. Alshon Jeffrey for the Eagles has been ruled out for the Thursday night opener against the Falcons. Josh Gordon with uh, Cleveland nursing a hamstring injury, and he hasn't been there for most of preseason, so we'll see how much, uh, you know, like Jana, he's probably on a limited count for this week. Uh, yeah, we're, on, we're on a play count. <laughs> yes. Julian Edelman is suspended for the first uh, four games this season. So, you know, uh, Devontae Parker has a finger injury. Will Fuller is uh, nursing an injury. Matt Collins of the Eagles has already been ruled out. And, uh, and Curtis Samuel with Carolina, although you probably didn't uh, have him on your team, had a, a surgical procedure done yesterday and is going to be out for a number of weeks. So, mm-hmm. if you have any of those guys on your team, you're looking for replacements. Some of the guys I'd be looking to pick up, uh, Rashard Matthews with Tennessee, Terrell Williams with uh, the Chargers, D.J. Moore, the rookie receiver with Carolina, James Washington, rookie receiver with the Steelers, Josh Doxson with Washington, Alan Hearns with uh, Jana's Dallas Cowboys, Michael Gallup yeah. also of Jana's uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, Calvin Ridley, rookie with uh, the Falcons, who we'll, whom we'll see tomorrow night. Looks very Chris good. Godwin. Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. second-year guy with Tampa Bay, sticking with Atlanta, Mohamed Sanu. John Ross, another second-year guy with uh, Cincinnati. John Brown, who's left Arizona for uh, Baltimore. And D.D. Westbrook, who, along with Keelan Cole, figures to um, take a, to play a bigger role in the Jacksonville offense with Marquise Lee out for um, the season now. So um, those are I some of the guys I do Geronimo, Geronimo Allison in Green Bay and Quincy Anua out in uh, New York on that list, too. I can't say enough good sure things is. about Chris Godwin. I'm super high on him this year. Okay. Um, I hope you're right about that since I have him on at least uh, one of my dynasty teams if he takes <laughs> a step forward this year. Uh, moving on to quarterback, uh, the biggies there, uh, Carson Wentz, he's been ruled out as he's not fully recovered from his uh, ACL surgery. You know, he's, you know, I don't know. I, I read something in the off season that they, some of the medical uh, doctors thought he might not be at full strength till mid season. 
I have a hard time imagining that the Eagles will keep him out that long, especially if Nick Bowles doesn't um, get off to as good a start as he uh, had. If he doesn't play as well as he did in the playoffs last year, I I think there will be a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz to come back soon. But he's really the long-term future of that franchise, and the last thing you want to do is rush him back like the Redskins did with RG3 a few years ago and end up, you know, ruining the guy's career, you know, all for the sake of yeah. having him back a little sooner. So, you know, Carson Wentz is the one uh, quarterback who's definitely out for this week. The other guy who's definitely out for this week, two weeks, is Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. Mm. Um, so you've got the Ryan Fitzpatrick show, which I would advise anyone and everyone to stay away from. But uh, You don't want to buy tickets, uh, huh? Not no, on the Ryan I, Fitzpatrick not, bandwagon this year. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm I, I I like the fact that his kids can do, you know, three-digit multiplication in their heads, and that's all well and good. But uh, Harvard. I just, yes, I had a hard time recommending him as a, a fantasy quarterback this year or any other year, unless you're uh, really desperate for a, um, a bi-week plug-in or something like that. So now yeah, um, quarterbacks the on the waiver. Sure. No. Quarterbacks on the waiver wire, uh, Andy Dalton with Cincinnati would be high up on my list. He has a really juicy matchup with an Indianapolis defense. It's going to be missing several of their key players this week. Blake Bortles with Jacksonville going up against my beloved Giants, who I think are, uh, are prime contenders for the number one pick in the draft next spring, but we'll see. Anyway, yeah, I think uh, um, I know you disagree with that, and I hope you're right and I'm wrong about that, but we'll see. Um, Blake Bortles, One of the few I think, times figures, you hope I'm right about something. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not true. I hope you're right about a lot of things, especially when we agree. But, uh, you know, <laughs> about this in particular, uh, sure. Um, Blake Bortles, yeah, I just think the Giants, for all the talk they've made about the improvements on offense, not as confident about improvements on defense. Wouldn't surprise me if they have a bottom five defense again. And Blake Bortles was surprisingly effective. Last year, I think he was a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I think his overall ranking was maybe 15th, which means you probably don't want to start him in a one-quarterback league. But, you know, if you need a second quarterback or if you're in a league where your one quarterback has a really lousy matchup this week, you you might want to consider Blake Bortles. Uh, Sam Darnold, the the Jets rookie, making his uh, debut against the Lions this week. Case Keenum in Denver going up against uh, Seattle's defense this week, and uh, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, who's going up against Green Bay's uh, defense in the Sunday night game. Those are some of the, the quarterbacks that I would be looking to pick up off the waiver wire if I uh, had a need. Um, moving on to tight ends, we've got Vance McDonald of the Steelers with a foot injury. Austin Safarian Jenkins with Jacksonville has a core muscle injury that he's not fully recovered from. And Hayden Hurst, the um, the Ravens rookie, has a foot injury, which is going to make uh, an opportunity for Mark Andrews, another rookie receiver for the Ravens. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend picking up him, but in terms of some guys on tight ends on the waiver wire that would be interesting, Austin Hooper with Atlanta, Jared Cook with Oakland, Ben Watson with New Orleans, Dallas Goddard with uh, – Philadelphia, we'll talk more about that situation later. Antonio Gates, the newly re-signed uh, Chargers tight end. Uh, Mike Gesicki, the rookie tight end with Miami. 
Eric Ebron, who has moved from Detroit to Indianapolis, is in behind Jack Doyle in the depth chart, but might still get a fair number of snaps. Uh, one of your perennial favorites, Charles Clay in Buffalo, and then Ricky yeah. Seals-Jones with uh, Arizona, who showed nicely last year when he had the opportunity, and Jermaine Gresham was right there. So uh, lots, lots and lots of waiver wire options this early in the season. Uh, anything to add before we move on to some uh, top 10 and uh, 10 to avoid lists? Um, no, no, I'm pretty on board. I might throw Tyrod Taylor in as a waiver wire pickup for quarterbacks, and um, I'm pretty high on Mike Yeski in Miami, but it's going to be a tough points week for Miami this week. Um, agree with you on both of those counts. So let's take a look at uh, running backs. I'll start off with my top 10. I love Todd Gurley in the Rams matchup this week. Alvin Kamara would be my second. David Johnson, third. Lamar Miller with Houston, fourth. Devonta Freeman with Atlanta, fifth. Dalvin Cook with Minnesota, sixth. Joe Mixon with Cincinnati, seven. Jamal Williams with Green Bay, eight. Royce Freeman, the rookie with uh, Denver, who's going to be starting, would be my ninth. And another rookie, Kerryon Johnson with the Lions, would be my tenth. And honorable mentions, I'll call out uh, Derek Henry with Tennessee, James White with New England, James Conner with Pittsburgh, and Carlos Hyde with Cleveland. Uh, Jenna, let's uh, hear your list. And first of all, any uh, vehement disagreements with anything, any of the guys I listed there, any of those guys end up on your avoid list? I mean, I think I think we see Cincinnati uh, pretty pretty differently. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're just from how you're picking. We're gonna have some differences come game picks. Um, I think that's, that's what makes it interesting. It sure does. We agree on our first two: Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. I think without a doubt are one and two. I've got Ezekiel Elliott at three, Leonard Fournette at four, David Johnson's all the way down at five on my list. Melvin Gordon at six, Christian McCaffrey, who I'm a little higher on than you are at seven, your boy Saquon Barkley in the eighth spot on my list, Devontae Freeman at nine, and Dalvin Cook rounding out my top ten. So a little different. <laughs> yes. Um, now my ten to avoid list, uh, Saquon Barkley was actually number one on my avoid list, much as I hate to say it. Uh, hopefully I'll yeah. be proven wrong there, but I'm um, just not looking forward to that matchup against Jacksonville's uh, defense. If you can run through those guys, um, chances are I'll be wrong about my forecast for the Giants this season, but I think that's going to be a pretty uh, tough sledding for him. Uh, Kareem Hunt with Kansas City, Christian McCaffrey with Carolina, Jordan Howard with Chicago, uh, LaShawn McCoy with Buffalo, Kenyon Drake with Miami, Marshawn Lynch with Oakland, Chris Carson with Seattle, Peyton Barber with Tampa Bay and Isaiah Crowell with the Jets would be uh, the the guys that I'd be looking to avoid this week if I can uh, help from uh, keep from playing them in my fantasy lineup. I think it's worth adding Le'Veon Bell to that list. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got Matt, Matt Breda, the whole San Francisco backfield for the most part. I, I really don't want any part of until they figure out what's going on. I don't want to waste my time with it. I've got Kareem Hunt on my list as well, Jay Ajay, Ty Montgomery, Tevin Coleman, James Conner, Tarek Cohen, Theo Riddick, Rashad Perry. Um, I think you've got a lot better matchups out there. Yes. So um, let's move on to wide receivers then. 
and I think we might Antonio have some Brown. differences here too. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Antonio Brown with Pittsburgh at the top of my list. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins with Houston, Leo Jones third, AJ Green fourth, Mike Thomas fifth, uh, Robert Woods with the Rams sixth on my list this week. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones tag teaming at seven and eight for me. Uh, Keenan Allen with the Chargers ninth and Larry Fitzgerald tenth. Uh, some others that I uh, whose matchups I like, but not quite enough to put them in my top 10. Devontae Adams with Green Bay, Brandon Cooks with the Rams, Chris Hogan with the Patriots, Corey Davis with the Titans, and Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders with Denver. Okay, fair enough. We, the lists look a little different. I've got Julio Jones at the top of my list, Michael Thomas at two, Antonio Brown all the way at three for me. Uh, Keenan Allen, fourth, DeAndre Hopkins, fifth, Devontae Adams, followed by Odell Beckham Jr. and A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, and Jarvis Landry rounding out my top ten. I'm in mid-season form already. (laughs) Yeah. um, It may not surprise you, Odell Beckham was actually at the top of my avoid list. Um, I mean, sure, who's going to sit him on their bench? But I'm just saying, if you had the depth Right. wide receiver yeah. and the cojones to do it. I, I don't think this if is you had the luxury. week where yeah, I don't think this is the week where he wins you the your matchup. Um Odell Beckham, Mike Evans with Tampa Bay, just as talented as he is, I can't get on board uh with him both with uh you know with Jameis Winston out and facing New Orleans uh defense. Tyreek Hill with Kansas City, Amari Cooper with Oakland. Doug Baldwin, even though he's not on the injury report with Seattle, and still not uh, crazy about the matchup with the Denver secondary this week. Allen Robinson, the, the new uh, head receiver there for um, Chicago. Devin Funches with Carolina. His old running mate, Kelvin Benjamin with Buffalo. Jordy Nelson, seems strange to say that, that he's with Oakland now, but he is. And I say avoid He's on my avoid week. list, too. It makes me sad. Yes. Uh, Kenny Stills with Miami, Sammy Watkins with Kansas City, and Taylor Gabriel with Chicago. Those would be the guys I'd actively be looking to avoid this week. Uh, How about you, Jenna? Like I said, I've got Jordy Nelson on my list, Kenny Stills, Denny Amendola. As much as I am a Ryan Tannehill apologist, it's hard for me to even justify it this week. Uh, Randall Cobb, Michael Crabtree, Sammy Watkins, Pierre Garçon, Nelson Aguilar, Alan Hearns. Again, it pains me to do it. Robbie Anderson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Hmm. An interesting. Hmm. Uh, so what's the, uh, you know, without uh, wasting too many of your, uh, you know, precious words <laughs> on uh, this, is, I'm kind of curious um, why you uh, like Antonio Brown as highly as you do and would uh, put Juju Smith-Schuster on an avoid list. I I because I'm actually going to pick Cleveland to beat the Steelers this week, and I think that the Steelers are going to play from behind a little bit. I like Antonio Brown's chances of scoring points better than Juju Smith-Schuster's this week. Okay. All right. That's, that'll make for an interesting uh, game pick. Uh, when Cleveland oh, are jumping ready. up and down now. Yes. So for um, these are my people. Well, yes. You'll you'll have a lot of fans in Cleveland uh, come Sunday. Yes, uh, you probably have a lot I'm now big, I'm already. Big in some but, markets. Uh, have even more Not on a lot Sunday of them, if the prognostication comes true. But uh, as far as quarterbacks go this week, my 
top 10 list, uh, Jared Goff from the Rams at the top of my list, Drew Brees from New Orleans second, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay third, Tom Brady fourth, Deshaun Watson fifth, Philip Rivers sixth, Ben Roethlisberger seven, Matthew Stafford, who I'm expecting big things of this year, eighth. Um, you have them all the way at eight. Ma- I am shocked. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan ninth, and uh, your your friend the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton. I have him in my top the ten. Ginger Ninja. Just barely. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, honorable mention voice. to Tarad Taylor, who you called out before for uh, waiver wire pickup. Sam Bradford in Arizona. That's one I'm sure you're going to disagree with. And then uh, Blake Bortles yeah. with Jacksonville. I, I actually have Blake Bortles on my avoid list, and it hurt me to do it, but we'll get there in a minute. Uh, I'm shocker of all shocks, the ultimate finesse guy, Aaron Rodgers, at number one on my list. I know. You're stunned. Uh, Tom yeah. Brady at two. I've got, I've got Jared Goff at three, Drew Brees at four. I actually have Matt Stafford all the way up at five, so I'm a little higher on him this week than you are, which surprises us well, both. Kirk, yeah. Kirk Cousins at six. Philip Rivers at seven, Alex Smith, Deshaun Watson, and Tyrod Taylor running out my top ten. I can tell there's several games that we're going to have uh, quite different uh, I think so. views on. I think we might. Interesting game discussions coming up, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, in terms of avoid lists for this week, uh, Cam Newton, Carolina going up against your Cowboys. I'm not high mm-hmm. on uh, his prospects for this week. Russell Wilson, another star that I think is going to have tough sledding this week. Andrew Luck, not sold on the comeback yet. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's going to have a good season, but I don't think uh, that uh, that'll start off again, that he'll start off well against Minnesota's defense. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, not looking for a good start for him against the Chargers defense. Derek Carr, Eli Manning, Ryan Tannehill, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and then uh, throwing in a couple of honorable mentions, I'll mention uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Nathan Peterman, um, people that hopefully you weren't going to start. But just in case you were on the off chance you were considering it, let me try to dissuade you of that notion. Yeah, please don't do that. My avoid list this week is like a who's who of quarterbacks I actually really like. So this, this pains me a little bit to say, but literally and figuratively. But uh, Ryan Tannehill at the top of my list, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky. That one doesn't hurt me that bad. We, we all know I'm not on board with that one yet. But Marcus Mariota, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Patrick Mahomes. Right, my avoid list makes me so sad this week. Um, interesting to see how close our, our game predictions come the first week of the season when we have absolutely nothing but our <laughs> intuition to base them on, but that'll be fun. So we're almost there. Um, we're almost tight there. Ends. Get we, ready, people. We, yes. Uh, tight ends, uh, Rob Gronkowski, surprisingly uh, tops my list of uh, top 10 tight ends for this week. Um, Jimmy Graham with Green Bay, I know – um, Aaron Rodgers does not have a history of utilizing his uh, tight ends a lot and not making fantasy studs out of his tight ends. But if anyone will change his mind, I think it's Jimmy Graham. Uh, Tyler Eifert with Cincinnati is a forgotten man. He had 13 touchdown receptions, I think, three years ago and has been hurt ever since. But I think he's going to, he seems to be healthy now. So I expect him to get off to a good start uh, against Indy's defense. Austin Hooper with Atlanta, 
David Njoku with Cleveland, Ryan Griffin with Houston, Zach Ertz with Philadelphia, Kyle Rudolph with Minnesota, Ben Watson with New Orleans, Antonio Gates with the Chargers, and then uh, honorable mention, I'll call out uh, Tyler Higby with the Rams. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, I, I agree with you. I've got Rob Gronkowski at the top of my list. I have Greg Olson, too, which pains me a little bit. Zach Ertz at three. Delaney Walker. Kyle Rudolph. Trey Burton at six. Uh, actually higher than I thought I was going to put him, but here we are. Travis Kelsey at seven. Jimmy Graham. Jordan Reed. He's actually healthy this week. Let's. It's not going to last long. Might as well take advantage of it while he is. And Jack Doyle rounding out my top ten. All right. Uh, we're going to have some differences on our avoid list. Uh, Travis Kelsey is actually at the top of my avoid list, followed by Greg Olson, so you better hope I'm right about that. Uh, Jordan Reed is third on my avoid list. Uh, Evan Engram with my beloved Giants, fourth. George Kittle, 49ers, fifth. Trey Burton, who was on your uh, top ten list, is on my avoid, tend to avoid list. Jared Cook with Oakland. Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard with Tampa Bay. Charles Clay with uh, Buffalo and Mike Kosicki with uh, um, Miami. Miami. Um, the guys rounding out my uh, avoid, tend to avoid list. Although I think I had 11 or 12 on my uh, tend to avoid list, but uh, forgive me. I'm That's still okay. rounding into early season four myself. <laughs> Wait, we have some that are the same. I've got Jared Cook on my avoid list, George Kittle, Tyler Eifert's on mine, Evan Ingram, who's still in concussion protocol. Maybe he'll get cleared, but uh, we don't know. Austin Hooper, Ricky Seals-Jones, Antonio Gates, who I'd love to start, but I'm I'm a little concerned about it, so I'm going to wait and see. O.J. Howard, Mike Geske, and Eric Ebron. Okay. So now uh, moving along to defenses. Um, I love the Rams defense. This week is uh, my number one, Baltimore, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Tennessee, the Chargers, Denver, Green Bay, and uh, Dallas uh, also on my list, and Detroit uh, rounding out my my top ten. Um, who's, who's on your list okay. and how much overlap do we have? We've got a fair amount of overlap. Uh, I have the Ravens at the top of my list, New Orleans, the Rams, Jacksonville, Minnesota, uh, Denver, Detroit, Tennessee, the Chargers, and New England rounding out my top ten. We only disagreed on two. That's pretty good. That's actually shockingly good. Defenses normally is a real crapshoot for us. Yeah, the, I think the thing that shocked me most was that one time, I think it was about three or four years ago, and it was a bye week, and I remember <laughs> this vividly. There were 13 games that week, and we actually agreed on every game, which I think is the only weird. time in – 150 shows that that's happened, but uh, it was uh, definitely a monumental occasion. So now yeah, as far as the okay defenses, yeah, I, it would be interesting to go back and see how we actually did that week. I, I don't recall, but I'm pretty sure we went 13-0. and 0. Um, yeah, As far as so. defenses to <laughs> avoid this week, Houston's at the top of my list, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, New England, Seattle, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, the Jets, Oakland, and the Giants in no particular order. And then uh, honorable mention or dishonorable mention, if you will, to the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Redskins. 
Yeah, we have some. We've got some overlap here. I've got Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, Buffalo, San Francisco, Miami, the Giants, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Oakland. Eh, Flynn Pickens out there. All right. Uh, I'm curious to get to the the games now because uh, obviously we have some uh, different opinions on certain teams <laughs> this week. So yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see that. So. Should we get right into the game, then? Let's do it. This is always the good stuff. (laughs) All right. So, um, first off, we've got the the Thursday night season opener. We've got Atlanta at Philadelphia. Philadelphia missing two key offensive players. I I won't quite put Matt Collins in that group, but uh, Carson Wentz and... um, um, Alshon Jeffrey. Carson Wentz and uh, Alshon Jeffrey definitely on that list. So uh, I think it all adds up to Atlanta being healthier. Still, Nick Foles not looking good in preseason. Maybe he's able to flip the switch and maybe the crowd gets them hyped up and all. But uh, just from a a non-Philadelphia fan perspective, and I won't call myself objective, but uh, I'm going to pick Atlanta to win this game by a field goal. I'll say final score, Atlanta 27, Eagles 24. Look at this. We're we're very close right away. Atlanta, my my Super Bowl pick for this year against last year's Super Bowl winner in the Eagles. I, I just I think Atlanta overall is a, a better team top to bottom. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. They're a little hungrier. They want to avenge last season's loss to the Eagles. I think they win twenty seven twenty three. I'm a little concerned about Nick Foles' shoulder being a little banged up. This offense has not looked in sync during the preseason. And I think they're going to get a little bit of a wake-up call tomorrow night. Hey, we'll see. Um, first, yeah. the early games on Sunday, we've got, or as some people on the West Coast like to call them, the morning games. We've got uh, yes. Buffalo at Baltimore. Not expecting great things from Buffalo this year. Baltimore, not super psyched about their offense. I think their defense will carry them, but... Yeah, I don't think they're going to have too much of a problem here. I'll say Baltimore wins this 24-17, and maybe I'm being generous and giving Buffalo 17 points. I mean, I, I think we read Buffalo pretty similar. I have them scoring 16 points. I I think I'm a little more optimistic about Buffalo than you are. I'm not so hyped about the Nathan Peterman experience again. Um, I think we should just, you know, start fresh. Let's throw the rookie in and see what happens. Um, I like Baltimore's offense a little better than you do. I have uh, maybe not as many points this week. I have this as a closer game with Baltimore winning 21-16. So, so far you've, you've predicted two missed extra points in the two games we've looked at. I'm still a little bitter about Dan Bailey getting released, and that might be yeah. factoring into my picks. I'm I'm not going to lie yeah. about that. It still hurts real deep. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice we didn't mention kickers at all, but my – my uh, recommendation there is it is every week. You know, if you have a kicker you like for a high-powered offense, just stick with them unless you have to replace them for a bye week. And otherwise, if you're streaming kickers, just go by a team that you think is going to score a lot of points this week. You know, I wouldn't necessarily go for the, the brand names, the, the Greg Lines and the Justin Tuckers. I mean, if they happen to be on your roster already, great. But uh, – Hopefully you didn't use anything more than a last-round pick to put them on your roster. And if you did, shame on you, says the Sherpa. So 
I just anyway, that's enough of my scolding. It just makes no sense to me. I'm just still so upset about it. Money, money, money. Football God's forsaken me. Yes. As if money so, is an issue in Dallas. Look at what we spend money on. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and he Can't said he's willing it. to write an embarrassing check to you know, to win the Super Bowl. I don't think But we can't do you know, a kicker who Bailey's doesn't even have an arrest me. record. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know. He, he's not gonna fit in well do. Maybe he needs to go get arrested, we'll bring him back. That could be it. He's not gonna fit yeah, he's not gonna fit well in the in the locker room there. But um Mm-mm. so now far as um, yeah, maybe Greg Hardy could be their kicker this week. And, uh, maybe he's lying I mean, maybe on a bed I of somewhere still. Yeah, that's true. Well, you don't have to kick with your voice. You're okay. Um, that's fine. I'll be fine. All right. So next up, we've got <laughs> Cincinnati at Indianapolis. I have a feeling we see this game differently. Not a fan oh, of yeah. Indy's. I'm not a fan of Indy's defense and not sold on the Andrew Luck comeback yet, I think. Cincinnati for their flaws. They do have stability at the at the uh, at the skill positions for their offense, which I think is a good thing. So I'm looking for Cincinnati to win this on the road opening week. I'll take them by field goal by the same uh, 27-24 score that I had for the Atlanta Philadelphia game. Shocker of all shocks! I'm taking Indianapolis to win this game. In case you hadn't figured it out by my picks earlier. I am I am on board with the Andrew Luck comeback train. I'm less worried about their defense. They've overcome terrible defenses in the past. I am we all know I have a soft spot for the Ginger Ninja. I this Cincinnati team I am not a fan of in its current state. I just I don't see it being a great year for them. We talked about that a little bit last week in our predictions. Um but I'm taking Andrew Luck to lead the Colts to a twenty eight twenty four victory this week. Now, now we're back yeah. in mid-season form. Now we're back in mid-season <laughs> form, disagreeing with things. So so far we have uh, two games we agree on and one we don't. So, all right. Next up, we've got uh, Houston visiting New England. This should be one of the more um, interesting slash fun matchups to watch Sunday afternoon. You know, Deshaun Watson hopefully recovered from his. Uh, ACL tear last year. Tom Brady knows what that's like from 10 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not impressed with New England's defense, and I think New England's offense will find a way to get it done against Houston's much-hyped defense. Hopefully, J.J. Watt is back healthy, but I still think this is a shootout. And I'll go with uh, New Orleans to win this by, excuse me, they're not even playing in this game. How could they win it? I'll go with New England, not New Orleans. That is New an England. aggressive pick. <laughs> yes, I'll go with New England to pick this uh, and win this by a score of 34-31. And you can tell I'm already in midseason form. Yeah, here we go. Um, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on New England. Uh, I have them winning 31-24. I'm actually a little concerned about some aspects of Houston. I'm just worried that this offense might look a little disjointed. Their defense is good, but it's not what it once was. I just Their run game makes me a little bit nervous. I'm still in wait-and-see mode on Houston. I want to go. I want to go, you know, pedal to the floor here. I want to get on board, but I have reservations. So I'm cautiously optimistic, if you will. It is Jacksonville at the Giants, you know, the Tom Coughlin Revenge Bowl or whatever you want to call this. Uh, yes. 
I mean, yes, New York has made improvements on offense. And you already sound that. disgusted with the Giants before, like just the way you took the breath before the game. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just, just I'm I'm hopefully you know as you've pointed out many times in the past, I am a glass half empty person That's by true. nature. I think, but just in looking at this, you want to have optimism about your team going into opening week, but I have a hard time imagining a scenario where they win this game. I like Jacksonville uh, to win this. I'll go Jacksonville 27, Giants 21. I also have Jacksonville winning this, but I have them winning 21-17. I think this is a closer game. Tom Coughlin will get his revenge because that is what Tom Coughlin does. Um, Jacksonville just a little bit more together right now. I think the Giants are still finding their footing a little bit. They're very young. But I mean, like we talked about last week, I see bigger things for the Giants this season than you do. I think they're going to be a factor. They're going to hang around. All right. I'll I'll be happy to be wrong about my uh, Dallas prediction. It feels weird to be a Giants hype man right now, but, like, this is is where we're at. (laughs) Yeah, I just – I hope you're right. I, I don't see it. I, I I hope the Giants are scouting quarterbacks already for next year because I don't think uh, Kyle Walletta is the answer. They already cut Davis Webb, and I, I think yeah. this is Eli's last year in a Giants uniform. But uh, hopefully Pat Shermer can work some of his uh, magic on Eli the way he did with uh, Case Keenum in Minnesota next mm-hmm. year. But uh, not holding my breath. So, Next game up is Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Jenna's already given us her prediction, at least not the score, but uh, she has told us who she thinks is going to win this. I'll go on record as saying saying that I disagree with this. I think it will be a high-scoring and close game, but I think ultimately Pittsburgh, even even Sons with Levy and Bell, is going to win this. I'll I'll say Pittsburgh by a field goal, uh, 31-28. I've got Cleveland winning this 27-24. They're also winning by a field goal, but I think they're going to surprise some people. Tyrod Taylor's going to come out. This run game's going to look good. He's going to be throwing down the field to Jarvis Landry all day. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I think that Pittsburgh is a little distracted with the Le'Veon Bell situation. James Conner is not Le'Veon Bell as much as they would like us to believe he is in the media this week. I think that this is a perfect storm. You look at the last three times Cleveland and Pittsburgh have played each other, all close games. Cleveland snuck a few wins out. I think it's going to happen again. Yeah, that, that's one game. I think of the early games, the, the New England-Houston game and the, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game were the two that I am most interested in watching this week. Next up, we've got, we've got what was supposed to be the Jarek McKinnon revenge bowl with uh, San Francisco traveling so to much. Minnesota and then Jarek McKinnon uh, went out and got tackled by air and you know, messed up. Snipers the, got know, him. That happens. ACL. Happens the best yes, of it, us. It, it does happen. So I, without him, I have. I, I don't think they were going to win this game with him. Without him going up against uh, Minnesota's defense, I I like Matt Breida more than Alfred Morris. But you know, the main thing is I'm just not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo in spite of the the six-game you know, stretch at the end of last season to you know, make yeah. everybody, you know, put everybody into 
you know, overdrive on the hype machine there. I still think Minnesota at home, they were close to being a Super Bowl contender last year. I think, you know, in spite of having to replace Case Keenum, I think Kirk Cousins will be more than adequate. Hopefully Adam Thielen and uh, Stephon Diggs are both fully healthy this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook back. I like Minnesota by a field goal, and uh, I'll take them by the same 27-24 score I picked in a couple other games. Like I said, I am very much not excited about San Francisco right now. I have them not winning this game, but I have them losing by 10 points. I have Minnesota winning 30-20. to 20. Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to prove it this year. I, I just On paper, there are things that could work here, but I just I don't see it all coming together, and I don't have high hopes for the San Francisco team this season. Definitely not this week at Minnesota, that's for sure. All right, next up we've got Tampa Bay at New Orleans and what I think is one of two real obvious mismatches this week. Uh, I, I think, yeah. cut to the chase, you know, I think New Orleans wins this by three touchdowns. I'm going New Orleans 38, Tampa Bay 17. Okay, I mean, we're close. I have New Orleans actually winning by 38 also. I have Tampa Bay scoring 21 points. I'm a little little higher on the Ryan Fitzpatrick bandwagon than you are. Uh, the run game, I could eh, I could leave it, but they're going to be throwing all day. They're going to be coming from behind every now and then. They they got to break something out through that New Orleans defense. So I I think they'll. I mean, at no point is this going to feel in danger of of New Orleans losing this game. But I think Tampa Bay will at least you know put a few fantasy points up. So that's nice. All right, next game, another one that I don't expect to be super competitive, and that's Tennessee at Miami. I'm going to go with the road team again to win pretty easily here. I'll say Tennessee uh, 27, Miami 17, and hopefully this is the start of a better season for Marcus Mariota. I would love for this to be the start of a better season for Marcus Mariota. Things things got tough the second half of the season last year. I want Tennessee to be good. I'm still figuring out their run game, and so are they. Uh, Miami just yeah, things things are rough. You know, already being being beat up and injured. Ryan Tannehill's coming back, but we don't have the full complement of players. There's a lot of new faces. I've got Tennessee winning 24-17. I think Miami will get better as this year goes on, but it's going to take a few weeks. All right, starting with the late games on Sunday, the Chiefs traveling to the Chargers and – the main thing for me is just I'm not sold on Patrick Mahomes yet. You know, as a Chiefs mm-hmm. fan, I, I hope they do. I hope he does well and hope that everything falls into place. I hope Sammy Watkins turns out to be a good signing, but they've lost several key pieces on defense. You have Derek Johnson, Marcus uh, Peters no longer there. I just I have I I think. The Chargers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. I think they'll win that They're division. They're a good team. Talked last week, and Joey Boza might not be 100% this week. And I know one of their linemen is suspended for the first four games this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll still pick them to win this one at home by a touchdown. I'll say uh, Chargers 27, Chiefs 20. I've got the Chargers winning 30-21 to 21 over the Chiefs. Like we talked about before, I'm, I'm – not impressed with them in their current incarnation. And this Chargers team, I think, has the potential to be very, very good. 
playing out west, they don't necessarily always get as many looks as they should, but I think there's a lot of fantasy value to be had there on that Chargers team. Kansas City, I would love for Patrick Mahomes to surprise us. I just don't know if he's the answer, period, let alone right now there. I just I am I am not sold on him. Alrighty. But Andy yeah, but uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um Dallas at Carolina. Uh, your your favorite uh This, this is a game yeah. I will be watching. <laughs> I'll bet you will be, and I think you're gonna be happy with the outcome. You don't sound too uh whoa, optimistic whoa, whoa, based whoa. on your, your predictions before or your uh your uh, top tens and tend to avoid list, but I think hmm. Dallas will win it by a field goal, even without Dan Bailey picking the field goal. I'll say Dallas wins this 24-21. Actually, um, for as, as few Cowboys as I recommended, and some of that is a product of I just I can't physically stomach recommending Terrence Williams as a wide receiver. I just hate watching him drop footballs, and the rest of the wide receiver core is kind of a question mark to me right now. I think Ezekiel Elliott will be a big factor in this game, and Dak Prescott can run forever. I don't care. Uh, I have Dallas winning 28-24 over Carolina, who I just think is a bit of a mess. Um, I know people are high on them. They like what's happening. They they didn't have a ton, a ton of turnover, but I just this team does not impress me. I don't see big things for them this year, and I think that the Cowboys will squeak something out here, but it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think a lot of it for Carolina is going to depend on how their receiving core develops. I'm not yeah. sold on Devin Punches, but you know, DJ Moore, they're expecting big things from him. So we'll see if one of those two guys really breaks out this year. I think they'll be okay. I think their run game will be fine. Christian McCaffrey will mm-hmm. catch lots of balls. Greg Olson, hopefully healthy. If he is, he's a top five tight end. But uh, I'm just not seeing it for for the first week. So, yeah. Uh, for your yeah, sake, uh, I hope, we'll I hope we're tonight. right about this. Okay. Uh, Seattle traveling to Denver. Seattle definitely a team in transition. I guess they just announced today that uh, Shaq Griffin is going to start. Um, Very excited about that. Great story. If you guys have lived under a rock in the summer, go Google it, look it up, watch the videos. Awesome, awesome story. Yeah, so hopefully uh, he'll he'll do well there. And, you know, obviously rooting for him to do well, um, but I don't think he's going to be enough you know, there to you know, overcome Denver's defense this year with Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb. Um, I'm picking Denver to win this by a touchdown at home, uh, 27 to 20. Yeah, I, I think Denver's got to win this. I have them winning 21-17. I think it'll be a little closer. Um, I'm, I guess, a little bit more optimistic about Russell Wilson and that pass game, but I think Denver, if they lose the game, it's because they give it away. I think that they're they're the better team here. Seattle will hit their stride as the season goes on, but they're a little disjointed right now. Yeah, and I don't think there are going to be any GoFundMe pages started for Case Keenum anytime soon. Poor Paxton Lynch. <laughs> hey, he could be your next yeah. Giants quarterback. Oh, I don't think so. There'll be a Lynch no, mob in uh, New York if yeah. that happens. <laughs> I see what so. you did there. <laughs> All righty. Um, mid-season form there, too. Okay. 
Next up, we've got Washington at Arizona. I'm more optimistic about Arizona this season than you are. Uh, I don't think we have too many players from either team on our recommended list this week, but I'm going to go with uh, Arizona to win this. Uh, I'll pick Arizona 28 over Washington 24. Okay, I'm I'm going Washington 28-27. This game's kind of a coin flip for me. Um, I think Washington has a lot of good things going for it. I just they're still the Redskins and they still manage to shoot themselves in the foot with alarming regularity. So I'm going to take them to win this week. I'm just not totally sure what to make entirely of either team yet. Okay, uh, Sunday night game. We've got Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago lots of changes, especially in the receiving core this offseason. Uh, Alan Robinson is there. Taylor Gabriel is there. Kevin White is allegedly healthy. Um, should be interesting. Uh, they have and, a whole bunch of wide receivers. Yeah. Any one of them could be good. It's hard to say. Yeah, and of course now there's a lot of hype with Khalil Mack getting traded there over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So they've mortgaged their future to make their defense better in the short, but I don't think that's going to work against uh, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I think he's still Aaron uh, Rodgers. The Lambeau Field factor. I, I think that Green Bay will get off to a, a good start with a relatively easy win here. I'll pick uh, Chicago uh, Green Bay to win this 31-21. I think the real winners of that trade were uh, NBC for having this game already in prime time, and now they have Khalil Mack to add to it. Um, I I've got Green Bay winning 27-21, so I see it a, a little more conservatively than you do, but. It's still Aaron Rodgers' world. We're just living in it. Alrighty. And Monday night, uh, first week of the season tradition, instead of getting one game starting in the middle of the evening, of the evening you get one game that starts uh, at dinner time on the East Coast and one that starts at dinner time on the West Coast uh, or uh, that time on the East Coast for most people. But uh, anyway, first up, we've got the Jets. At Detroit, uh, Sam Darnold, the only uh, rookie quarterback in the heralded class, is actually going to start week one. But uh, I think he's going to come up short against Matthew Stafford and uh, Detroit's offense. Not totally sold on Detroit's defense yet, but again, I don't think the Jets have the offense to exploit that yet. I'll go with a final score here of uh, Detroit 34, Jets 24. I've got Detroit winning 30-21. People are acting like Sam Darnold is is the answer. and I've seen a lot of people picking the Jets over the Lions. Let's just remember that he's still playing on the Jets. Just just soak that in for a minute, people. This Lions team is, if you've listened to Sherpa at all, much better than people give him credit for. You listen to me moderately better than you're giving him credit for. But the Jets are are not going to beat the Lions. There's really not a way this is going to happen. So let's all calm down. All right, and with that said, let's get to our final game of uh, the first week, and that's uh, the Rams uh, traveling north to uh, take the team that uh, used to play in Oakland and then used to play in Los Angeles and now plays in Oakland again, that being the Raiders. Um, Vegas bound in a year or two, and just uh, that Khalil Mack trade really seemed to take the wind out of their sails, judging by the reaction of their players and I don't know that you can read too much into that, but I think the Rams were a much better team to begin with. Um, all their key mm-hmm. players back from last season, although you know they exchanged Sammy Watkins for Brandon Cooks. But I think this will be the 
you know, a blowout of epic proportions along the scale of the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game. I'm going Rams 41, Oakland 17 for this. Okay, you were serious about the blowout. I thought it was nice of the schedule makers to give us a game where on the East Coast we could go to bed, you know, at halftime if we needed to because it was well in hand. Um, I have the Rams winning 35-24. I have them, I guess, a little bit more respectable, but it's just I don't think Oakland's ever going to be in danger, much like Tampa Bay, of, of winning this game. They'll be around, you know. At least they're showing up. But this not one you have to stay up for. No, no. So that just about wraps up our show. Um, do you have any uh, week one DFS picks for us, or do you want to save uh, your uh, I got I got a couple. I got a couple week. of value picks for you. Okay. If you're looking to stack um, and, and you time it right, you, you manage your dollars right, the Patriots, the Rams, the Browns, shocker, I'm going to recommend them, the Bengals, and uh, the Saints this week are all going to be good stacks in some shape, way, shape, or form. Quarterback-wise, you're looking for value. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have to throw all day. Tyrod Taylor, like I said, going to be an upset here, and Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja. Uh, at running back, Rex Burkhead, James Conner, Carlos Hyde, Royce Freeman, and Alex Collins are all going to be your best values there. Wide receiver, there's a ton of way to save money. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, we talked about. Jarvis Landry, John Ross, Keelan Cole, Tyrell Williams, Chris Godwin, uh, Danny Amendola, or Kenny Stills, one or the other. At tight end, Jack Doyle, I like a lot this week. Mike Geske, Ricky Seals-Jones, and uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, as well as Jordan Reed. Like I said, he's healthy this week. Take advantage. It will not last long. And then defensively, Baltimore, Cleveland, Buffalo, uh, the Giants, all going to be pretty decent value picks for you there. So it's a good way to mix. Don't don't just go strict value across the board. That's not going to win you anything. But you can you can stack a couple of Patriots players and then still work in your lineup. And you know we'll take you to victory. We do it for your your regular uh, fantasy football leagues and for daily fantasy. We're here for everything for you. So and I just want to give a special thanks to you, Jenna, for uh, toughing it out. I'm here. Uh, I'm alive. The show. Woo! Yeah. Doing that uh, six days after tonsil surgery, I, yeah, I can't imagine that. Well, it's about time after 150 shows. It doesn't hurt me I, to do I it blew once, them out. But, uh, you know, we had to, everybody anyway. had to make cuts this week to get down to the 53-man roster. I had to do some of my own. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, you're down to 53 body parts now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm still eligible. Dan Bailey, my comfort of your job. It's hard to say, but. Uh, of course, we'll be back next week. I will have a full voice at that point, which will be exciting. So we'll get back to our normal banter and routine. I, if you want to find us all week long, find us all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is what's going to take you to victory. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. You can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And we'll be back next next Wednesday night with all your news and notes, your picks, uh, daily fantasy, your waiver wire picks, and, of course, we'll be arguing over game picks. So thanks so much for hanging with us. Thank you again, Sherpa, for doing the heavy lifting, and we'll see you guys next week. Good luck unless uh, you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> or you're playing us. 